say it out here too, but uh, whenever Bill had his uh, heart attack during the youth revival, we had 57 people that went to his altar, went to go pray for one specific person. Uh, and I know he's testified to it. It's been a real blessing to him. Um, but if something was to happen, I'm sure we all believe that Bill would have died and went to hell. Or, sorry, heavens. <laughs> I'm nervous. Bill would have died and went to heaven. But we had 57 people gathered, one purpose, come together and prayed for Bill because we was worried about him. And then we got Terry requesting prayer for his family. Got Larry requesting prayer for his lost brother. That says he looks yellow and going to die any time. Bill and Jimmy hit the altar Sunday. How many times have we seen that? Not very often. Not a single person, me included. I don't fuss everybody else back here in Pentecost too. Not a single person come up here to pray with our pastor and pastor's wife. I'm sure 57 of us ain't gathered together to pray for Andy, Larry's brother. 57 of us ain't come together to pray for Terry Michelle here lately. Maybe a handful of us. I'll give it to you. Maybe a handful of us, but I guarantee it ain't been 57 of us all at one time coming together for a single purpose and a single person to pray for in the church. But then we won't have a revival next week. We can't pray for one another because we don't love one another. We're falling out of love as a church. This side divided from this side and the middle from the back and so on and so forth. What's wrong with us? That's why we can't have a revival. Wonder why we can sing on Sunday evening and youth choir and everything just fall out and be great. And then Wednesday night, y'all look at me like y'all right now. It's crickets. It's nothing. I wonder what's wrong with us. I'll read to you. We'll quit talking about me and we'll go straight to the Bible. And then y'all can be mad at the Lord. It's uh, 1 John 2 is where we're going to start in verse 1. Nervous at Sunday, coming at tonight. We got here like six twenty. Nervous. It says, "My little children, these things I write unto you that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and He is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. And hereby we do know that we know Him if we keep His commandments. He that saith I know Him and keepeth not His commandments." is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoso keepeth his word, in him verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him. He that saith he abideth in him ought himself also to walk, even as he walked. Brethren, I write no new commandment unto you, but an old commandment, which ye had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which ye have heard from the beginning. Again, a new commandment I write unto you, which thing is true in him and in you, because the darkness is past, and the true light now shineth. He that saith he is the light, and hateth his brother, is in darkness, even until now. He that loveth his brother abideth in the light, and there is none occasion of stumbling in him. But he that hateth his brother is in darkness, and walketh in darkness, and knoweth not whither he goeth, because that darkness has blinded his eyes. Uh, I wonder why it's so hard to fall, or so easy to fall into temptation. I wonder why it's so, it seems like it's so hard just to walk through life as a Christian. Uh, verse 10 says, He that loveth his brother abideth in the light, and there is none occasion of stumbling in him. Don't say there might be some. It says there is none occasion of stumbling in him. And it says, But he that hateth his brother is in darkness, and walketh in darkness, and knoweth not whether he goeth, because that darkness is blind of his eyes. Got a whole bunch of church people walking around blind. Got a whole bunch of church people mad at each other. A whole bunch of church people can't even look at each other. 
Can't pray with one another. Can't come to the same service because somebody else might be here. That's a whole bunch of church people. Not just this church, but every church. Amen. We're mad at one another. I'm trying to come here on Sundays and Wednesdays. Act like everything's just peachy. Yeah. The Bible says you're walking around blind. Altar's always open. I'll keep saying that throughout this just so y'all can remember. Altar's always open. Yeah, we really want to have revival and see our lost family saved. Every one of us got lost family. I know yeah. that for a fact. Every one of us. Do we want to see them saved? Do we want to see our community saved? Do we want to see Surrey County get rid of this drug problem we got? People shooting each other on the street? Or are we just going to keep saying, well, me and my family's okay, so we're good? Come on, That's the state we're in. We're going to go to James 4. Verse 1. So from whence come wars and fightings among you, come thy not hence. Even of your lust that war in your members. You lust and have not, you kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you have not, because you ask not. You ask and receive not, because you ask amiss, that you may consume it upon your lusts. Uh, the reason we ain't got what we want is because it ain't of the Lord's will. We look at what everybody else has got and what we don't have and start getting jealous and aggravated. Well, how come TJ's got all this stuff and I can't have that? Lord, why don't you bless me like you are TJ? Lord set my life up the way he wanted my life to be. He set TJ's life up the way he wanted TJ's life to be. Ain't my, ain't my place to question why TJ's life is the way it is or why my life is the way my life is. That's the way he set it up for a reason. And I'm too busy looking at TJ. Well, how come he's got all this stuff and he can have all this stuff and I can't have nothing? And then I, before you know it, I'm mad at TJ because he's got more stuff than I do. And come in here on Sunday and act like I love him. Go back here in teenage class and try and back him up. And then it's all for naught. It's all because we're asking him this. We ask, well, I want what TJ's got. I said, Lord, I want what you want for my life so I can continue on your kingdom. Further your kingdom. Get my lost family in church so they can be saved. Not, well, I want that cannon that TJ's got because that's nice. What good does that do for the Lord? What good does that do for my lost cousin and uncle? Say, hey, look at this can I got. Now, hey, look at this salvation I got right here yeah, on right. April the 11th, or April the 16th, 2011. Yeah. Hey, check that out. Ain't that some good stuff? Ain't some grand and glorious yeah. feeling? Yeah. Not, yeah. hey, look at all this nice stuff yeah. I've got. Because we're asking me, it's not, Lord, save my family. Lord, make sure I'm right. Make sure I can be an example of these people that's looking at me when they don't know which way to turn. Looking at me to see what I'm going to do in certain situations. Hey, let me be a light so they can know, hey, something's different. Not just, well, yeah, he, he does good, don't really cuss, don't really do nothing. You know, he seems like, all right, God, no. They need to know that I'm saved, and this is the reason why I can act this way in these situations. The Lord is who guides me. The Lord is who lets me be able to do this. He's the one that set my life up this way. He ain't going to start tearing it down now because I'm trying to serve him. That contradicts itself. I've heard people say, well, it's just hard, hard life when you serve the Lord. It's going to be tribulations and trials. Yeah, there is, but why would the Lord save me and set my life up just to tear it back down because I'm trying to serve him? If your life's falling apart, then maybe it's time for you to hit the altar. Hey, you're going to have troubles, you're going to have trials, you're going to have things come against you, but we've, had, we've got comfort. Preachers have preached it for three weeks, we've got comfort. We've got an advocate with the Father, we've got peace. No temptation can overcome us if we turn to Jesus. Amen. But if your life's falling apart and you don't know which way to turn, then maybe you ought to hit the altar. If things are falling apart every which way you turn, and don't seem like nothing's going right for you, then your help's up here. We'll continue reading. It says, 
Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Do ye think that Scripture saith in vain, The Spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth envy? But he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace to the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Be afflicted, and mourn, and weep, and let your laughter be turned to mourning, and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. Speak not evil one of another, brethren. He that speaketh evil of his brother, and judgeth his brother, speaketh evil of the law, and judgeth the law. And if thou judge the law, thou art not a doer of the law, but a judge. Again, that's just, you quit focusing on what everybody else is doing. You quit focusing on what, who's here on Sunday, who ain't here on Sunday, who's here on Wednesday, who ain't here on Wednesday, the ones on the show up at 11 o'clock. You quit focusing on all that junk, because none of it matters. I heard, you know, somebody said the other day that uh, if you live a certain way, then there's levels to heaven. You know, if, no. you, if you do do so good, then well, you might be on level two, or if you, well, you get a little iffy, you might be on about the fifth floor or something. The last I heard, uh, ground is level at the foot of the cross. Amen. When you quit worrying about what everybody else has got, quit worrying about what everybody else is doing, just serve the Lord, then we can see revival. Then we can see stuff happen in our life. Ain't no way Terry Michelle could have the peace that they've got without the Lord. Amen. Ain't no way they'd be here. I've seen them every, every Sunday, every Wednesday for the last little bit. Maybe here to one. One here once in a while. They've been trying to serve the Lord here lately. Been trying. They've got peace like none of us could ever understand. Been here testifying. Seen Terry testify right here that Thursday. I ain't felt the Lord like that since then. How long? What's it, two weeks ago? What's been wrong with us on Sundays and Wednesdays? Larry was up here testifying. Jeffrey was crying. It's not fine. Testified a little bit, but then the rest of y'all look, just looking up here like, what, what, what are they acting like that for? What's going on? It's a grand and glorious film. Amen. I can tell y'all really liking this. Ephesians Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. A um, whole lot of bitterness, a whole lot of wrath and anger going around the church. A whole lot of people that's mad at one another. Ain't many tender hearts anymore in the church. They're all just cold, cold heart, hard hearted, one towards another. I ain't going to treat me like that, and I ain't going to mess with I ain't going to fool with yeah. I ain't going to talk to them no more. Yeah. And then you try and come in here on Sunday. Come in here next week, you're going to try and have a revival when we're mad at one another. Puffed up, bulled up. Lord ain't going to be in it. No, Not even a little bit. Second no, Corinthians 7 and 9. Now get out of the way. Now I rejoice not that you were made sorry, but that, but that you sorrow, sorrow to repentance. For you were made sorry after a godly manner, that you might receive damage by us in nothing. For a godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation, not to be repented of, but the sorrow of the world worketh death. 
It's going to take godly sorrow for us to truly repent. Not just be sorry that, well, Bill preached on that. I would not do that. Amen. Just, well, Mama caught me. And I, I don't need to do that. I can't believe I got caught doing that. Right. Godly sorrow. Being truly, truly sorry that we that God has caught us. Now we've disappointed the Lord. Not just that we've been caught and, well, darn, we got caught. <laughs> but that we've disappointed the Lord. We've not done what he's told us to do. Followed his commandments. Brett testified of it last week. Messed up. Felt bad. And then he made things right and he felt peace, comfort like he hadn't felt in a while. Oh, amen. Had, had Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. Larry's asked if anybody's had a spiritual birthday. Right. Been three, four, five, maybe. Boy, bro. 102 attendance last Sunday. Just about like that every week. Not a single one of us can sit up and testify we've had a spiritual birthday. Something might be wrong. It's the easiest time in the world to testify, Lord. It's right here and right now on this church. That's right. Can you stand up and say we've had a spiritual birthday? Or have we not had a spiritual birthday? Because it's got to be one or the other. We've either got to be embarrassed or too prideful to stand up and say, Lord, save me on this day. Thank you for what he's done for me. We ain't had a spiritual birthday. It's got to be one or the other. If you don't know what a spiritual birthday is, it's the day you got saved. got to be one or the other. Mine was April 16, 2011, if y'all ain't heard yet. Up there on the side of 89, or Piper's Gap Road, and Phelps Brothers Garage parking lot. Still gravel to this day, too. They ain't paved us yet. Still gravel. Went by it the other day and seen, seen it. It just brought back a remembrance. Right, right there is where the devil tries to put little things in my mind. Like, well, it's just a gravel parking lot. You went to church. You didn't really pray. You don't know what you're doing. You weren't but 13-year-old. And I'll drive by that place every once in a while. I remember, hey, that's where I laid it down. I felt like I lost a thousand pounds. Thirteen year old, had never drank, had never done any drugs, but I felt like I lost a thousand pounds. Why would I feel like that force the Lord hadn't saved me? Why would I feel that? Why would I feel that tug at my heart when the Lord tells me to do something if He hadn't ever saved me? Feel feel bad when I mess up, and, you know, uh, do things the Lord told me not to do, and I'm like, man, why have I done that? Why have I fell in this trap again? Lord wouldn't do that if He hadn't ever saved me. Lord wouldn't. Beat me and tell me, hey, that's wrong. You can't, go, you can't do that. You can't go that way if that never saved me. The least I can do is stand up at least once a year in the church and say, hey, Lord, save me on this day. I thank you for what he's done for me. If you ain't doing it in here, you sure as I can't do it out in the world. Easiest place to do it right here. We're too mad and bull up one another. Worried about what TJ's got. Worried about what Bill's got. Think, well, Bill's preaching about this. Somebody's been running her mouth. Ain't nobody told me none of y'all. The only life I know in here is mine. Only heart here I know is mine. All I can do is take what the Lord gives me and give it to you. You know, that's the teenagers right here. I'm usually a little bit more hateful, so y'all got a little bit easy. Y'all got me worse than teenagers do. Heck, sometimes at least they testify and say something. Or have prayer requests. Or thank, thank the Lord for what they've done, what he's done for them. And they're teenagers. I know it's a little room back there, but what's wrong with us adults? Like they, ain't got no, they ain't got no pride heart, proud heart that Larry talked about a couple weeks ago. They don't care what people think about them back there in that room. Right. Maybe that's why they don't testify out here out front. What about what people might think about them, look down on them? Yeah. Do we love one another that we can feel comfortable about here to testify? Right, or are we all just so hard-hearted and bound up in our own little circles that well, I don't care what Scott and Jennifer do. I don't care if they're here next week. I'm just worried about it. Mom and Daddy come to church, or TJ and Tiffany. I'm, well, I wasn't at church for. They always at church. 
Scott and Jennifer's got problems too. They're part of the church. Lauren and Jerry's got problems too. They're part of the church. Henry and Mary's got problems too. We've all got problems. We're so focused on what we don't have, what somebody else has got, and being mad at one another. We forget all them. I'm guilty too. I'm the world's worst trying to remember prayer requests and pray for you. You gotta write them down or I'll forget them. Some people don't even care to write them down. They just let them go. Uh, somebody else will pray for them. What if somebody thought about thought that about you before you got saved? Well, if my mom and daddy would quit praying for me, you think I'll, somebody else will pray for them. Nobody else prays for Andy. If Larry don't, who's going to pray for Andy? If Larry's mom and daddy don't pray for Andy, who's going to pray for him? The only reason Larry got saved was because prayers. The only reason TJ was able to come back was because prayers of this church. I wasn't just taught and listen to Bill either. I can remember times at this altar people crying and praying for TJ. Why does it always take tragedy for us to come together? Same deal with Mary Grace, Noah, and Jennifer. Well, long after tragedy struck, they hit the altar and the whole church got up around them then. What about before then? The whole church wants to gather around Terry and Michelle now. It's tragedy hit. What about when Terry and Michelle was requesting prayer for Taylor and their family? And lost Amen. loved ones in their life. Is it so far out of love that we gotta wait till tragedy strikes to start praying for one another? No. So bored up and mad at each other that we gotta wait for tragedy strikes? Well, we'll pray for them now. We'll pray for Texas now. And next week we'll forget about them, all them kids that died, all their parents that's grieving. The only place they could turn to is the Lord if they want to have any kind of peace. Let's not wait for tragedy. You don't have revival next week. You just want to keep going through the motions. And next week, well, pray for my lost loved ones. Pray for the ones I got lost in my family. But we're going to get things right now. We can really have revival next week. And then we can go out here and be excited about the Lord again. Restore the joy of my salvation. That's half what's wrong with us. Y'all dead up, dead, dried up. Just ain't happy no more. There's joy in serving the Lord. We forgot it. Got what we felt like when the Lord came into our heart and saved us. Amen. Looks like we have. I mean, I make a joke, y'all laugh. I read the word, y'all just look at me. Something wrong with that picture? This is where our joy, our strength, our spirit is supposed to come from. Not just throw it over here on the pew and wait till next week and we'll read it next Sunday. We really want to have revival. We got to repent first. We've even got a little extra L on our sign because it's always open. I ain't just mean when the lost man comes in here. I don't just mean whenever, well, we got something going on in our life. Let's call on the Lord now, not when everything's going good. We want to continue on for the Lord, strengthen our life, and that way we can lead it on to other people. Ain't no better feeling than witnessing and testifying somebody than them show up to church. And then maybe even get saved. But instead, we want to keep going. We got People I work with right now, invited one of them to revival next week, and I probably have to go pick them up on want them to come. I ain't gonna be no problem. And quit being so high minded about myself and think, well, that man needs to be saved. So I gotta come go get him, bring him to church, and I'll go get him, bring him to church. Amen. And said, so, well, me and my family's here, we're all right. Not worry about him. Lost, dying, going to hell. Right, brother. You might be good, but. Family members might not be. Right. People you work with might not be. People you see on a day to day basis might not be. 
Buzz gonna be on somebody's hand. Revival's next week. It ain't two months away like it was when Bill announced it's next week. We're gonna repent so we can have revival, or we're just gonna keep going through the motions. That way Bill's satisfied because he's here on Sunday. He won't preach about us next week. You got a guest preacher coming, singers coming. We're gonna be ready for them. We're gonna be a stepping stone, or we're gonna be a stumbling block. I hope we have revival. I don't like the church in this state. It don't look good. Y'all don't look good. <coughs> Something's wrong with us. As a church, as a family. We're supposed to be family. We're supposed to love one another. We ain't looking too good. We ready for a revival? We're just going to keep going through the motions. Thank God, Lord, will do something eventually. I think if we come together as a church, you know, just said it, two or three. Agree as a church. Get 57 of us to agree that we want to have revival and let this thing blow out and start seeing lost souls saved. Then something will happen. Keep coming in here, going through the motions just to satisfy flesh. And ain't nothing going to happen. I'm going to be going through the same thing. And in two years from now, this whole side will be gone. All we got left is this side. I know y'all think I'm crazy, but look where we're at right now. Church was growing. Church was doing things. Church was on fire. And here come COVID. You're going to keep going through the same motions because COVID hit. Well, now, now I feel like this is all that's required because it's been good enough for the past couple of years. And we'll step up and get the church back to where it was. Better than it was. I don't care about the 2000s or what it used to be. I want to see what it can be. I want to see what we can make it. Yeah, it might have fell away a little bit. But I don't mean we can't build it back up better than it was before. Bill says it's going to come a falling away. I mean, it's got to be now. Just going to sit back and let it happen. Because Bill says, well, they're going to come falling away or we're going to try and step up and do what the Lord says us to do and build this thing back up until the falling away does come. It's our choice. Ain't nobody going to make us. Ain't, the Lord ain't going to tug us and pull us and make us do something. It's our choice. We can serve the Lord or we can let it go by. We can repent, get things right, ready to have revival. We can just keep sitting here and let it go by. And then we're like, well, we got the youth revival coming up. The youth's going to sing. The youth's doing this. The youth's doing that. I know the youth is the next church. It's going to take more than just the youth. That's right. It's going to take more than just the adults. It's going to take every one of us together. We really want to see revival. A whole lot easier to get things right now and wait until next week the preacher starts coming and tugging on our heartstrings with us. And then about Friday night, we'll get things right and get excited, and it's over. Amen. That's the way it happens more times than not. We'll wait until revival gets here and then start praying for it and then start trying to make things right. And then by Friday night, we all get pumped up and ready to go. Then Saturday morning, we're dead because the revival's over. Yep. Yep. I promise I love y'all. <laughs> I know y'all don't believe it, but I promise. I want to see Mount Vernon grow. I want to see Mount Vernon get right. I want to see Mount Vernon going out here handing out tracts on Friday and Saturday for revival. I know the revival is next week, but some of the people we hand out tracts to might come. Somebody might get a touch if we get things right. Somebody might get saved if enough of us get right. It ain't the lost man's fault they can walk in here every Sunday and walk right back out lost. It ain't the Lord's fault they can come in here every week and walk right back out. You gotta fall on somebody. You gotta change sometimes. Can't just keep doing this expecting things to happen in the church and our lives. Can't just keep going through the same motion, the same thing that's was it the Definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over and expect a different outcome. 
just coming to church on Sundays and Wednesdays every week, in and out, never doing nothing extra for the Lord. That's insane. If you never got a desire to do something for the Lord, might well pray about it. We all think that well, Bill, Butch, T.J., Justin, Larry, Lamont, they all need to have something on Wednesday night, come out to teach or preach or do something. Last time I ever, I checked, it don't say teachers and preachers on what's ever got to do anything. Ain't no sense in holding Bill to a higher standard just because he's a pastor. Nowhere do I see preachers supposed to live better than the rest of the church congregation. If he says, if he's the least of us, I'd hate to see where I'm at. But you know why he can say that and really mean it? He's got a humble heart. The rest of us is proud and haughty. Look at me. Look what I've got. Look what I can do. I can't do nothing. If I can't do nothing without the help of the Lord. All this stuff that I've, I've got, all this stuff that I've built up in my life the past few years ain't nothing but through the Lord. Everything that's happened in the past two and a half years ain't been nothing but the Lord. Nothing I've done to myself. I don't want y'all to look at me thinking I am something because I'm not. I don't want y'all to think that I think I'm something because I'm not. I don't want y'all to think I'm standing up here reading this to you because I ain't ever had all in my heart because I have. I've been mad at people before. I ain't like when you stand up here and say this stuff just for the heck of it. Y'all ain't Bill and the rest of us can say whatever we want to say. I, I urge you to teach one time. I urge you to stand up here and try and testify or say something one time. I urge you. If you ain't ever had to do it before, you can have it next Wednesday back in our teenage class. <laughs> Open invitation. If you think it's easy to stand up here and you just say whatever you want to say, then I urge you. Come back here and teach one time. Stand up here in front of the whole church congregation, now Facebook Live, Lord of Mercy. Stand up here and say something in front of them now. The pulpit, sacred desk right here. Can you say whatever we want to say? I ain't just saying this to try and rile you up and get you ready for revival. This is what the Lord laid on my heart because I've seen it in the church. Repentance has to come before revival. We won't see things happen. We're going what is it? Uh, Starts in the house. What is that quote? Yeah, what is that? Yeah, judgment begins at the house of the Lord. We're the house of the Lord. We gotta start judging our own house. We gotta start judging our own life. He without sin cast the first stone. I ain't casting no stones. I just want to see him out learn and grow and have revival. Church, I love y'all. Yeah. Man, I love y'all. And uh, I had no idea. 
talk about. Had no idea who was going to be here tonight, what was going to be said, what was going to be done. But uh, it's kind of odd the, the way my thought that I've got came about. I wrote this down weeks ago. Um, I thought it would be something I'd teach back there on Sunday morning, and I never did. But uh, what the, I just paid the cost of something hard is fight for your church, not against it. Um, I feel like we fight against each other. This has been the theme, I know, y'all don't want to hear this, we're beating a dead horse. This has been the theme for over a year now. Almost every time Larry stands up back there in the class, whoever out here, it's somebody's mad at each other, got all in their hearts, something's going on with each other. And uh, there's a reason that I'm right here in James chapter 4, the same place that Justin just read. Uh, we'll just read right there. James chapter 4, verse 1. From whence come wars and fightings among you? Wars and fightings among you. Fighting amongst yourselves. That's what we're doing. We're fighting amongst ourselves. Listen, y'all ain't your enemy. Y'all ain't, you ain't my enemy, Brett. Y'all ain't my enemy. We ain't each other's enemy. We've got Amen. to have each other's back. If we're going to have revival, and that's what I'm here for. Papa said to bring something about revival, to bring on revival. That's what I'm here for. That's all I'm trying to do is to get us in shape, to get me in shape, to have revival. I want to have revival, but I can't be fighting against y'all. I can't be mad about the ones that's been talking about me. Because it's happened to every one of us. I can't be mad at them. We can't be mad at each other. We can't be fighting against each other. we got to be fighting with each other, fighting for our church. Man, this place is sacred. I love this place. And I've seen people time after time get help right here on this altar. I've seen lost saved. I've seen Larry Johnson was a drunk and he ain't no more. Saved. Why ain't it happening? It's happening in other places still. Why ain't it happening? Because we fight against each other. Stop fighting against each other. Listen, back there in the Sunday school class, I ain't talking to nobody out here, but back there in the Sunday school class, there's some young people testifies. There's some things gets to happen and every time we're back there, there's tears shed. And you come out here, and my, my heart's down here in the floor, scared to death to stand up in front of y'all because I know somebody's going to come against what i got to say because we're fighting against each other. Not because we love each other, but back yonder, they love each other. Bill, Bill hates it. I know he does. He hates it that we all go back there and the older ones go back there. But you know why they go back there? Because there's some love. Because we all love each other and we want to see each other grow and get closer to the Lord and stronger in the Lord. And ain't nobody hating on each other. Ain't nobody talking about each other. And they feel like they can say something. I'm telling you, it's tough out here. It's easy compared to this to teach back there and teach out here. It's hard. I love y'all. We've got to get this stuff out of here. Amen. We're going to have revival. Amen. We're going to be right with God. And our lost people are going to get saved. We're going to have to quit fighting amongst each other. <clears throat> From whence come wars and fightings among you? Come they not against even your lust that war in your members. Listen, we are lusting after the things of our flesh. And that's making us mad at each other. I told them back there the other day, I've never been offended when I was focused on Jesus. Amen. When I'm focused on myself and the things that I want with myself and my fleshly lust, I get mad. Justin was just talking about it. He gets mad at the things that he has that I want. He just bought a bunch of land. Maybe I want that land. If I get to focusing on myself because that's jealousy, if I get to focusing on him, that's focusing on him and not on Jesus. I've never been offended when I was focused on Jesus. Amen. Only when I was focused on me or somebody else. But if I quit looking at y'all, and y'all quit looking at me, and we all get to looking at him, then we can see revival. Then we can get pumped up and excited. Then we can all back DJ 
when he stands up to teach. Then we can all back Justin. Then we can all back the preacher. Then we can all come in with something on our heart excited. I told the mom, Papa told us to all be prepared. And when we first come in here and we started singing, man, the mom was all the ones up here. I said, well, we must be the only ones brave enough to sit up here after he us all to be ready. And then here comes Brett. So I guess that means he's ready, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all have something on our heart. Listen, I love y'all. If y'all mad at me, I'm sorry. I have never meant to hurt nobody's feelings. I promise you. I have never meant to hurt nobody's feelings in here. They probably didn't have me. That's how it is. I love y'all. I don't want you mad at me. <clears throat> we won't read all this. We'll be here all night. Something becoming popular again. I got verse two or chapter two, verse seven. 
so faith, if it hath not works, is dead being alone. Listen, one time there were some works. It takes works. Faith without works is dead. So if you're saved by grace through faith, if you ain't got works, you ain't got faith, you ain't saved. I've heard that for years now. It ain't salvation by works, but faith without works is dead, and you're saved by grace through faith. So in order, in order to be saved, you got to have faith. In order to have faith, you've got to have works. So in order for Mount Vernon to become popular again, for the things that we used to do to be popular again, for salvation to become popular again, we've got to have some works. Not just two or three, but all. I've been telling them back here, that no, God didn't save anybody just to sit on a church. Not a soul. I don't care. Maybe you're a prayer. Maybe you're a crier. Maybe you're a hand raiser. I don't know what you are. God's got something for you to do. Maybe you're a teacher. Hey, if you used to sing, you don't sing no more. Sing. Sing what used to sing. An instance of something becoming popular again. Used to be popular for people to get up and want to sing. Now Papa asks on Wednesdays for somebody to sing. We all look at him. We all look at him. Bless the Lord. Becoming popular again. Um, the third definition, this is all just from Google. It's the same one as I read to you, Survival. A new production of an old play or a similar, similar work. If you used to testify and you ain't testified in two years, testify. You used to sing, you ain't sung in two years, sing. If you used to really be a prayer and cry around the altar and you ain't done that in a while, you can do it by yourself. Absolutely. <clears throat> a new production of an old play or a similar work. There's some things that we used to do that we just ain't doing no more as a whole, the church. Let's get back to doing them. If that's revival, all we got to have is an improvement in the condition of the strength. We can have revival tonight. If we get some things covered, get some things under the blood, get some things back okay with each other. Well, listen, if you're the one mad or if you're the one in the wrong or not, go apologize. Listen, I'm, there's some things that people's probably mad at me about that I don't feel like I'm in the wrong, but I'm going to go apologize. Okay? That's what we've got to do. Because it don't matter. None of that matters. What matters is the church continuing on and the church having the power of God. And if Andy shows up again, like he did at the last about the power of God being here. That's what matters. The convicted power ain't never took like that in my life, I don't think. I ain't felt it again, but there's people up around the altar begging out, crying out to God. And the power of God was there. He was sitting right behind me, and I could feel it. And I thought, Lord, if it's me, and I'm in the way, let me move. And I just want to pray, too. Just let me get out of the way. But I want to feel that again. I want that Mount Vernon Sunday. I want it here tonight. I want it all the time. <clears throat> Improvement in the condition or strength of something. We can improve our condition tonight. Not pretend, not with our mouth, not with our head, but with our heart. Improve it. An instance of something becoming popular again. Make serving God popular again. Show the world that there is something to this. There's a boy at work. I've been trying my best to get him to surrender his life to the Lord. Does he think that it's popular? Does he see that there's some people that think this is a good thing or is it just one? It's got to be popular. A new production of an old play or a similar work. We'll read 2 and 18 real quick. Yea, a man say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without the works, and I will show you uh, I will show thee my faith by my works. The only way to show somebody your faith is through our works. Loving each other, your works at church, your works out of church. That's where the Bible is within ourselves. It's not a preacher.
preacher. It's not a singer. It's not somebody that can bring it to us. It's us. It's us doing a revival within ourselves. It ain't got to be during revival. It don't need to be during revival. We should be pumped up before then. Excited and ready to work for the Lord before then. Within ourselves. Um, my whole thought there was fight for your church, not against it. Stop fighting against each other. Please. Stop fighting against each other. I love my church. But if we're fighting against each other, we're hindering the Spirit of God in this place. Back there, and then out here, when we had the youth choir practice and the fire of God fell, I don't think nobody was mad at each other here that good days. They just wasn't. Right now, there's people mad. Sundays, Wednesdays, there's people mad. There's things going on, and that's the reason it's like that. I know it is. There's no other explanation for it. I'm telling you, y'all that's in that class back there, every time we go back there, somebody's crying. Somebody's new is testifying. Um, there was an improvement. I seen an improvement in Brett the other night. He just broke out with testifying and then Tiffany called another Jeffrey because he wouldn't hush after he started. He just kept talking. I've never seen that out of Brett. That's revival. That's revival. We've been having it right back there. We've had it right out here singing. We've had it out here before. But if we get some stuff out of the way and all get on that same page, Brett laid some stuff down. He's seen that he was proud. He's seen that he was wrong. He lay it down and give it to the Lord. Amen. That's where our help is. Right. You want to know what 
God had to show me, you ain't the pastor, son. Yeah. Amen? Amen? You ain't the pastor, son. He's guarding us with everything he can. Yeah. And it's hateful sometimes. It's hateful. <coughs> right? When he comes against me and my car races and my ball games and my life, man, it's hateful sometimes, sir. <laughs> And I'm like, man, why has he got to bring that up? Because he's seen it. We've seen it. Right here. Walk out of this church and put one thing in front of another. I've done it. And I almost did it. For myself. And it wasn't, at that time, wasn't a ball game. It was a few times, me and my wife, she said, well, Victoria's coming off that field. I said, oh, no, Victoria ain't new. We'll be a knockdown drag after Victoria comes off that field. Right? She didn't come off. She played that night. But Brenda knew I was here. But Bill knew I was putting it before the Lord. Yep, right. <laughs> and I got mad about it. Then I put something about revival. And I wanted it the way I wanted it, not the way the pastor and God seemed fit. And I held it. But I'm going to read this and get out of your way. I know it's getting late. James chapter 3, verse number 14 is where I'm going to start. And listen to the Bible. Lamont, listen to the Word of God. But it says, But if you have bitter envy and strife in your hearts, glory not, and lie not against the truth. Be honest with yourself. Hey man, I'm glad, I promise you. As far as I know, if somebody in here is mad at me, please come get me. Please come get me. Just say, because I don't know it if you are. I'm being honest. Me and TJ's been ill with each other. It wasn't long ago, was it not? I thought I was right. He thought he was right. I guarantee you. But you know what? For the sake of seeing somebody get saved, we've got to put that junk behind us. And I'm telling you, there's people in here tonight, I'm looking at you. That's mad at one another. got to let it go. got to let it go. And then it says right here, the wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensual, devilish. Verse 16, and I, I brought it up back there in class, Justin did or not. And Justin said something about confusion, and I went and looked at it, and I was like, right here's the verse I want. For where envy and strife is, and there's envy and strife in here tonight, there is confusion in every evil work. That's Bible. King James Version. And trust me, don't let up. Don't let up on King James Version. Amen. We don't need to start reading other Bibles. Oh, That's the junk of this Amen. world. We need to stick to one. We can't come together in one mind and one accord in one Bible. Yeah. Much less 20, 25, 40. Amen. Amen. But there's enemy strife in here tonight and we need to get rid of it. Because the Lord don't have to have you for revival. But he sure does, won't you? Amen. Amen. I love you. Amen. And I promise if somebody's mad at me, Lord, let's pray. Because I ain't mad at nobody. I don't know anybody in here. I won't just keep you right on top of the head. Because <laughs> I love you. And that's the honest to God. I love you. I appreciate you. You know that. Check me now. I can. 
quick to you. This is the whole deal we can, uh, and, and I'm not talking to this man, I'm talking about America. The American church. And it's the church of Laodicea. And to the angel of the church of Laodicea, write these things, saith thee, Amen. The faithful and true witness that beginning of the creation of God said, I know thy works, that thou art neither hot or cold. I would they were hot or cold. So then, because thou art lukewarm and neither hot or cold, I will spew thee out of my mouth. I believe today, I won't read the rest of that, but I believe today from the depths of my heart, been say 54 years, I stayed in church, I've not been out of church, I ain't always been right, but we're lukewarm. Right. We ain't neither hot, we ain't cold, we're just there. And I'm talking about me. Yeah. It's taking every, I'm going to promise you, it ain't all these. Satan is raging like I've never seen it rage in every direction. He's not bothering the world. He's letting the world go. The devil's letting the world go shoot up our little kids in school. The devil's letting, letting all those drug heads stand on the street corner and catch that little girl come by that's beat down and give her give her just a just a hit of meth or crack to get her messed up right. and her life is gone. And I've known some some that had hundreds of dollars, had everything they wanted and drugs stuff down the road. Amen. If I'm if I'm not heat, hot or cold, if I'm just lukewarm, and I promise you, I've just barely have got above the lukewarm stage trying to get into the hot box. The hot box and the glory of God that I can take when Larry gets mad at me, I can smile at him. Right. Say I love him. Amen. And that's what the church has got to do. Amen. If we have revival. I hush. Let's all come around the altar and pray. Uh, I know we got we got seven days at the Lord's will.